Grace and peace uh, to Sycamore Hill Church family and others who might be watching. Uh, we are glad to be here with you uh, via the web. I'm glad to uh, come this morning to share a word with you. I uh, pray that uh, even though we are uh, not in each other's physical presence, that we are remembered in each other's prayers and uh, we're on each other's hearts, of course. Um, today we're going to uh, share a message. Uh, we're going to continue uh, the message, messages we began, the series in the book of Ruth. And we are going to continue in Ruth chapter 2, beginning at the 14th verse. Ruth chapter 2, beginning at the 14th verse. I'll give you a moment to, to get your, uh, your Bibles or your devices Ruth chapter 2, beginning at the 14th verse. I'll, I'll read. It says, And at mealtime Boaz said to her, Come here and eat some bread and dip your morsel in the wine. So she sat beside the reapers, and he passed to her roasted grain. And she ate until she was satisfied and she had some left over. When she rose to glean, Boaz instructed his young men saying, let her glean even among the sheaves and do not reproach her. And also pull out some from among the bundles for her and leave it for her to glean and do not rebuke her. <clears throat> so she gleaned in the field until evening then she beat out what she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. And she took it up and went into the city. Her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. Uh, she also brought out and gave her what food she had left over after being satisfied. And her mother-in-law said to her, where did you glean today? And where have you worked? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. So she told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked and said, The man's name with whom I work today is Boaz. And Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, May he be blessed by the Lord whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead. Naomi also said to her, The man is a close relative of ours, one of our redeemers. And Ruth the Moabite said, besides, he said to me, you shall keep close by my young men until they have finished all my harvest. And Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, it is good, my daughter, that you go, go out with his young women, lest in another field you be assaulted. So she kept close to the young women of Boaz, gleaning until the end of the barley and wheat harvest. And she lived there with her mother-in-law and she lived with her mother-in-law <clears throat> let's pray father we thank you lord for this day we thank you for your power your presence your protection and your provision lord uh even in chaotic or uncertain times lord you are never changing uh father we pray lord that you will be glorified lord even over this medium Lord, in the preaching of your word, uh, 
We ask that your blessings, Lord, be on the households of those that are, are witnessing now and sharing. Um, we, we ask, Lord, that your hand be moving in this entire city, this nation, the country, the world, Lord, that your name be glorified, Lord, in restoration and healing, Lord, uh, that comes. Uh, we thank you for this time. Uh, Lord, I ask for fresh anointing to preach and anointing to receive your word. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Lord, you're my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. The evangelist and, and writer Hal Lindsey once, once shared that man can live about 40 days without food, about three days without water, about eight minutes without air, but only for one second without hope. This quote uh, gives a good picture of how crucial hope is to the human life. Uh, often the difference, the only difference between thriving under difficult situations and falling into bitterness and brokenness is having hope. The text today demonstrates how the Lord injects hope into the lives of two women who've been facing loss and bitterness. And the title is Gleaning Hope. <clears throat> Gleaning Hope. The point is that God expects people to share the hope that he gives them. God expects people to share the hope that he gives them. In case uh, some were not with us when we began this journey in Ruth, began gleaning what we could from the book of Ruth, uh, I just want to give a, a quick background or quick backdrop to where we are now. After the death of her husband and both sons, the widow Naomi returns to her home in Bethlehem with her faithful daughter-in-law, Ruth. Uh, Ruth had left everything about her old life behind to be with and care for Naomi. Bitter from loss, Naomi stays home while Ruth goes out hoping to find a person to show her uh, favor by letting her gather leftovers in the fields of Bethlehem. When Ruth, uh, when we left Ruth, uh, she had begun to experience the favor that she was searching for, gleaning in the fields near Bethlehem. While gathering the, the fallen pieces of barley, she finds herself in the field of a man named Boaz. This godly man uh, who was a relative of her mother-in-law acknowledges Ruth's faithful treatment of Naomi and immediately begins treating her kindly. The passage today shows how Boaz shares even more favor with Ruth that, uh, uh, that she then carries home giving hope to Naomi. Verse 14, <clears throat> it says, And at mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come here and eat some of the bread and dip your morsel in the wine. So she sat beside the reapers and he passed to her roasted grain. And she ate until she was satisfied and she had some left over. Uh, this lunch break in the field is not ordinary. To really appreciate what's going on, we need to remember 
remember a couple of things. First, uh, is that Boaz is a boss with godly character. Uh, the, the, the scripture called him a worthy man. And to really, to, to uh, he, he's an important man here in Bethlehem uh, who owns the field that the workers are in. Um, he could actually go off somewhere and sit down with other important people, but instead uh, he sits here having lunch with his workers. Um, eating with people in this culture often demonstrated a kind of acceptance and equality between the people gathered at the table, and Boaz has table fellowship with them. Uh, he's a godly boss and has godly character. Second, <clears throat> Ruth is a foreigner. She doesn't, uh, she doesn't have the same standing as Boaz or even his workers. She's a Moabite. If, if inviting her to the table didn't make enough of a, a statement, Boaz goes even further to serve uh, uh, Ruth himself. Only a special respected guest was served by the person providing the meal. Boaz serves Ruth. Now, as a poor foreign widow, Ruth was thankful just to be allowed to glean in the field with the other young women, the other workers of, uh, of Boaz. And now she finds herself sitting with the rest of the reapers and being served lunch by the boss. <clears throat> I can almost imagine her looking around at the other workers while Boaz passed her grain and she ate and with every bite looking to see who was looking at her. But she ate until she was full, uh, the text says, and, and still there was leftovers. These, these leftovers point to something. Uh, 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 her having leftovers points to how generously she was being fed by Boaz, but it also uh, points to the bigger picture God is slowly beginning to develop in her life and that she'll slowly get um, as she continues uh, this journey. With all this, Ruth remembers that she wasn't just there for herself. Even though she was full and even though she was satisfied, she wasn't there for herself, so she wasn't finished working. And Boaz wasn't finished showing favor. He says here, he says here in verse 15, when she rose to glean, Boaz instructed his young men, saying, let her glean even among the sheaves and do not reproach her. And also pull out some of the bundles for her and, and leave it for her to glean and do not rebuke her. The instructions Boaz gives to his workers must have sounded Strange. No, no, no one else in the in the fields had had been treated like this. But Boaz instructs them to treat her in this way. Usually, after the harvesters cut the stalks and laid them down in a pile, workers would follow and tie the piles into bundles. The gleaners were allowed then uh, to follow behind and pick up anything missed or left over in the process. And, and, and that was something provided by the law, uh, the law of Moses. So or you could find it in Leviticus 19 and Deuteronomy 24. But, but Boaz directs his people to allow Ruth uh, to walk right through, uh, picking up pieces and, and, 
even tells them to leave some on purpose for her. Normally they would they would yell and uh, yell at it and correct anyone gleaning out of order like this. Anyone in the field uh, carrying on like this, they would they would probably chase out of the field. But Boaz forbids it. Don't reproach her. Don't rebuke her. He protects her. Back in verse uh, 12, he mentioned that Ruth had come under the Lord's wings for refuge. And now his treatment of her not only backs up that he sees her that way, but that he sees himself as an agent of God carrying out God's care for Ruth. Again, Boaz puts Ruth in a special position and sets things up in a way that she would be guaranteed to prosper. As long as she continued gleaning in his field and staying close to his workers, uh, she would have provision and protection. Uh, just a side note, God calls us to stay close to him in that same way and provides his provision and his protection. Uh, but here, <clears throat> for Boaz, uh, Boaz might be labeled and uh, called what some people might call a, a habitual line stepper. I mean, Boaz is always stepping over lines and boundaries. <clears throat> he, he steps across the ethnic lines, treating Ruth like one of them instead of a foreigner, treating her like uh, a, a, an insider instead of an outsider. Um, he steps across cultural lines, sitting with and serving Ruth. He steps across religious lines, providing more for Ruth than the law required. Uh, you see his his generosity overflowed the boundaries of even the letter of the law. He he touches the the, the spirit or the uh, or the heart of the law in the way that he gives. He steps beyond what's just written. <clears throat> Usually, it's a it's a bad thing when someone is always crossing a line, uh, but Boaz is crossing lines, uh, demonstrating God's faithful, loving care for someone else. He's a, he's a positive line stepper. Uh, I, I'm reminded, though, uh, of, uh, of someone else who crossed boundaries that were even greater than this uh, just to show God's extreme kindness, even the folks who didn't deserve it. I'm reminded the more I read, the, uh, the more I picture how Jesus himself crossed all kinds of boundaries, uh, time, space, culture, uh, ethnicity, social status, even religious protocols, uh, just to get to us with a demonstration of God's love. You know, and I wish there was uh, someone uh, here that, that, that could, uh, besides me, who, who'd admit that Jesus even came and, and loved them uh, when they were in places that they should not have been. He's a, he's a boundary crosser, Jesus. <clears throat> well, we find here in, in Ruth that God's abundant, faithful love has been around a long time, reaching and, and changing people's lives. Here, the protection, position, and provision Boaz provides 
for Ruth is only a glimpse of God's plan for her. Not knowing what God uh, has arranged through Boaz, Ruth continues, though, what she started. In verse 17, you find her. It says, so she gleaned in the field until evening. Then she beat out what she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. And she took it up and, and went into the, into the city. Her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. She also brought out and gave her what food she had left over after being satisfied. <clears throat> Remember, Ruth left home in the morning looking for uh, uh, some day labor, some, some gleaning work in the fields to help provide for her and her mother-in-law, Naomi. Uh, she had uh, found great favor with Boaz, but instead of resting in that favor, and relaxing, Ruth works until quitting time. And, 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 and then she ends up with about 30 pounds of barley at the end of the shift. Between the kindness of Boaz, who's unknowingly being an agent of God, and, and the hard work of Ruth, uh, she had gleaned, she had gathered anywhere from a week to two weeks worth of food for a two-woman household. Imagine, imagine this, if we put it this way. Imagine having no money or prospects, but deciding one morning to get up and go to an interview for work. Then that same day, you not only get a position, but lunch from the boss. Benefits you never knew about that kick in as soon as you start work. And on top of that, you get to take home your first week's salary when you clock out. That sounds like a job that somebody might want. This is, this is the kind of news that Ruth brings home to Naomi. Ruth probably couldn't wait to get home and show and tell Naomi everything that she experienced that day in the field of Boaz. Uh, now, can you see her way down, way down with all of the blessings? Uh, she, she bangs on the door with her foot because her hands are carrying the, the barley. Uh, she carries her sack of grain past Naomi and, and, and drops it down on the table. While Naomi stares at all of the grain with her mouth open, Ruth reaches down and pulls out the doggy bag of leftovers from lunch and then offers it to her. Uh, that's my paraphrase. I, 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 in, a, in a sanctified imagination, I just picture that's what's happening here. But look at Naomi's response lets us know that Ruth had gleaned much more than just grain that day. Listen, verse 19, she says, and her mother-in-law said to her, where did you glean today? And where have you worked? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. So she told her mother-in-law uh, with whom she had worked and said, the man's name with whom I work today is Boaz. And Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, may he be blessed by the Lord whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead. Naomi also said to her, the man is a close relative of ours, one of our redeemers. 
you can hear a change in Naomi's voice almost. Remember, when Naomi got back home to Bethlehem, she was so broken and empty that she wanted to change her name uh, from Naomi, meaning pleasant, to bitter. Ruth could barely get three words out of her when she left in the morning to go gleaning, but when she returns with what she's gleaned, Naomi comes alive with questions. Naomi stirred up. Right away, Naomi realizes that someone has has paid special attention to Ruth. All she could uh, talk about before is what God had taken away from her. But now she begins speaking in blessings. Uh, We hear her begin to shift from from bitter to to better. When, When Ruth finally shares the name Boaz with her, Naomi recognizes now that the Lord is not against her, uh, in spite of what she thought, in spite of what she may have claimed and, and, and said, she realizes that the Lord is not against her. She begins calling on the Lord now to bless Boaz for what he's done. The wording in the scripture uh, uh, makes it hard to know if she's giving credit to Boaz or to the Lord. Uh, for not forgetting her dead husband and remembering her own poor condition. But most likely she's she's recognizing that that Boaz is acting as an agent of the Lord's kindness, demonstrating his his faithful love to her and her family. Uh, Every so often uh, uh, I I can feel like uh, Naomi, uh, and I don't know if I'm the only one, sometimes uh, you feel empty or, 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 or left after you lost someone. But every so often, I, <clears throat> I, I'll, I'll get a call or a card from a close friend of my mother. And they simply share that they miss her, but mostly they share encouraging words with me and ask how they can uh, be a blessing to my daughter on behalf of my mother. Even if I told them they could never know how perfect the timing and act of encouragement is at that moment. I thank them, but I praise God that he knows and gives me just what's needed, just when I need it. Um, This is the encouragement. This is the recognition of God working through people to bless you. Naomi recognizes that God led Ruth into the field of Boaz. She shares with Ruth that he is no stranger but a family member with the authority to help protect the family from poverty and and loss of property. We'll we'll look next week at how Boaz would even go beyond what's written again in Leviticus and Deuteronomy about redeeming family. But for now, his his kindness uh, seems to have shifted Naomi uh, again from from a bitter place to a better place. More than grain, the kindness Ruth gleaned in Boaz's field and carried home to Naomi actually brought her hope. And notice how hope begins to snowball when hope is shared. Verse 21 says, And Ruth the Moabite said, Besides, on top of this, 
He said to me, you shall keep close by my young men until they have finished all my harvest. And Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, it is good, my daughter, that you go out with, this young, with, with his young women, lest another field in another field you be assaulted. So she kept close to the young women of Boaz, gleaning until the end of the barley and wheat harvest. And she lived with her, lived with her mother-in-law. She stayed with her mother-in-law. No doubt seeing the hope her news and gleaning brought to her mother-in-law, Ruth wants to keep adding to her hope reporting even more and more good news from the field. Uh, uh, she wants to uh, uh, keep her mother-in-law uh, lively and, and excited with, with the hope of what she's bringing. Uh, she shares that Boaz had made the decision on top of all else that he's done for her, he made the decision to cover her for the entire season. Ruth's gleaning would be multiplied just like this for months through the barley and the wheat harvest. She went from not knowing where her next meal would come from to a time of stability and hope in the fields of Boaz. Naomi is so revived by this hope, she's able to speak as a mother to Ruth again. Um, sometimes distress uh, 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 renders people uh, not capable of, of, of fulfilling the roles that they've been given. But now this hope has, has brought uh, Naomi back to a place where she can speak to Ruth as the mother she was to her. Now speaking with wisdom and concern, uh, she's, she steers uh, Ruth away from potential trouble, emphasizing that, that Ruth's place is with the young women and not the young men. When Ruth told the story, she got excited that, that, that saying Boaz told her to follow after his young men. And Ruth, uh, 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 Naomi makes it clear to her that, uh, no, your place is to be following behind the women and not with the young men. I, I believe Naomi was trying to keep Ruth out of a little bit of trouble there. And, and I wondered when I read that, how, how many people have suffered the pain of a path that could, that, that, that probably could have been avoided uh, by just heeding the words of a mother. How many people have, have went and stepped and gone into a place that wasn't meant for them just because they wouldn't heed the words of a mother or uh, the wise counsel of a friend? Well, Ruth, uh, she, she's different. Uh, Ruth is, is, is no uh, rebellious daughter. Ruth doesn't set out to do her own thing now that she's been blessed. She does exactly what Naomi says. She continues gleaning with the young women, and just like she promised, she stays there with Naomi. Uh, she had told Naomi wherever she stayed that she would stay. Where she lodged, Ruth would lodge also. And Ruth is faithful to her promise. So the chapter closes with a picture 
of Boaz's kindness, Ruth's faithfulness, and a reason for Naomi's continued hopefulness. But how can how can this uh, word help us? Uh, this this narrative of, of, of Naomi and Ruth and Boaz, how can it help us today? Well, first, with the crisis and, and, and loss that's going on all around us in the world, and but, but particularly here in, in the city and in Delaware, the world is full of people like Naomi needing to receive and be restored by the hope of God. The church is called to this. Uh, the, the question you could ask yourself is, are you an agent of the love and hope God wants to pour out in people's lives today? Are you an agent of that love and hope that God wants to pour out into people's lives today? I, I, I got a, a timely email uh, uh, last week from a Christian organization here in the city. Uh, well, I, I think I can say the organization from, from Urban Promise. And in the email, uh, it said that uh, as a title, that help feels like hope. Um, that help feels like hope. It, 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 was, it, it was alluding to the fact that um, when, when people receive help, uh, they were uh, filled with hope. So in this time, prayerfully, we're finding ways to help and insert the hope of God into the lives of people uh, near and around us in our sphere of influence. Even if we're uh, um, sequestered in our, in our houses, uh, there's, there's a way to reach out to people with help and with hope. If somebody... Uh, happens to stumble across this though that that doesn't know the hope of God. If they, if you're finding yourself uh, needing hope, I, I just want to share that the same God who was moving in the lives of the people back then in, in, in the Book of Ruth uh, is available today. Uh, the same God, he he's he stepped across lines and boundaries, even life and death, so that you could experience the life and hope of God. Uh, Jesus is our hope and and he's available to anyone uh, who would receive him today. Uh, if you uh, are in need of prayer or if you have questions or thoughts about uh, uh, Jesus and, and, and having Jesus in your life. Uh, you can uh, connect with us in this uh, at, at this uh, site or uh, through our email or social media. Uh, but please uh, reach out to us. Uh, we want to uh, uh, share our hope with you. We thank God for his word. We thank God for his presence and we thank God for him moving. Uh, we pray, Lord, that that all would be blessed and uh that you would encounter the hope of God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you um, for this medium of communication, Lord. We pray and, and, and we recognize, Lord, that it's, it's, it's not the same as being uh, uh, together 
in physical presence with the body, Lord. But uh, we pray, Lord, that, that your word would um, still uh, travel and touch and uh, that your word would uh, still perform your will, your will in the lives of people who hear and, and, and see. Uh, God, we pray that you would be glorified uh, mostly and above all things. We thank you for this time. We pray, Lord, your hand over all that witness this. In Jesus' name, amen.